0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Beautiful Behavior podcast. I am your host, Diane Sorensen, certified life coach, hypnotherapy practitioner, mother, grandmother, and human fascinated with behavior and how to live our best life. My goal is to offer you another perspective, to see behavior in ourselves, our children, and others from another angle. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel more connected in their relationships. It's for anyone who feels the pull for something more. It's for parents and those who are not. This podcast is for anyone who wants to take a deeper look. Because this is where we talk about breaking generational patterns and outdated cultural beliefs, cultivating deeper connections in our life and leading our life with more confidence and clarity. And I believe that's when beautiful behavior comes into focus. You can learn more about my process, me, and the three different ways in which beautiful behavior could come into focus for you at my website at diane.sorensen.net. That's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Okay, listeners, let's go. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. And today is the day that the book study starts. Today, the book study starts tonight. So if you have not signed up for the JUMP book study... You can still get signed up. So go to dianesorenson.net forward slash offers to sign up for the book study. Um, and this book study is all about creating the change that you want to create, creating the best life, creating what you want to create to live your best life. There we go. Um And creating the change that you need to do that. So that is what we're going to do with this book study. Um, And you will have accountability. You will have um, a small group of like-minded women supporting you. Um, So again, the book study starts tonight. If you have not registered, you still can get registered. And I'll see you tonight. Okay, so... Let's get into today's episode, which is beautiful behavior. So I wanted to talk about beautiful behavior um, because what does that really mean? What does beautiful behavior mean? So today I kind of want to talk about what that means and what it doesn't mean. Um, And really, it's when we see the beauty in ourselves. That results in beautiful behavior. So when we see the beauty in ourselves, we see the beauty in others. And that results in beautiful behavior. The impact is huge. So when we see the beauty in our children, they see the beauty in themselves. That's powerful. So beautiful behavior isn't about performing in a way that is judged as good. Beautiful behavior is seeing the goodness that is innately in us all. So when someone uses hurtful behavior, when they are being hurtful on the outside, they are hurting. On the inside. And when a person is expressing out of control behavior, externally, they feel out of control internally. It's a feeling of powerlessness. And when, despite the external behavior, we can see the humanness in that person. We, when we can accept their innate goodness and see a positive intent rather than a negative one, that is beautiful behavior. Beautiful behavior is all about being human. And all behavior gives us information. And if we go on the assumption that we're all good inside, then I do believe at the core of our being, we are of love and goodness. And I learned that years ago. And I I truly believe that to the depth of my soul. And I, I also remember um, this quote from Eckhart Tolle that I learned years ago. And it is... Being good doesn't mean how you are performing on the outside. It's not doing good deeds. It's being good is sharing our goodness that we have within, which actually results in good deeds. So being good isn't doesn't mean performing a, something. It means... Sharing our goodness. But we have to know that we are good right inside to share that goodness. This is an innate goodness. It's not about something we develop or learn or earn. We are innately good, innately worthy, and deserving of love and belonging. And now we have Dr. Becky Kennedy, who goes by Dr. Becky, who just released a new book, and it's called Good Inside. And it is about this philosophy that we are all innately good on the inside. And so... She's all about, so what is driving the external behavior if we're all good inside? And so, you know, she talks about the gap between our goodness and the external hurting behavior. And it's not that this person is a hurtful person. It's that they're feeling hurt on the inside. They're going through a hard time. So... Dr. Becky is all over um, social media. She's all over right now. And I absolutely love her message. And um, I have her book, Good Inside. I highly recommend it to everyone. Um, I highly recommend it to parents. Um, And it is directed toward parents. But this is being human. Everybody can learn. Um, from this information. So Dr. Becky Kennedy, good inside. So if we go on this assumption that that we're all good inside, behavior becomes a source of information. Behavior becomes a source of information rather than something to be controlled, or something to defend against or to stop or to punish or, or something to merely survive, right? You're like surviving our children's behavior. And I'm not saying that it's not a challenge or a source of discomfort because it is those things too. But being human is a challenge. Being human is uncomfortable. We are like humans trying to trying not to feel like humans. And that is problematic. So avoiding feeling, avoiding discomfort or undesirable, undesired feelings is the same is the source. Of our suffering, and so I always I I often remind myself of this saying, and I don't know where it comes from. I you know I like to give credit where credit is due, but I don't remember where this saying comes from. But I often remind myself of it, and it's peace is not the absence of chaos. Peace is the ability to move through the chaos. So developing inner peace is the antidote to moving through chaos. And we all want that, right? We all want peace. We all want to experience inner peace. And so why don't we have it? If that's all that I need, then why don't why don't I have it? And the reason is Because we don't actually take the action that will create the inner peace. We use excuses as to why we can't do this. And so we could ask, well, why do we do that? I mean, why would we make excuses if we had the access and the ability to feel at peace? Finally, that's all I want we say, right? And it's because it takes a willingness to look inside ourselves to see what is actually there. And I think we are terrified to look inside ourselves. I believe we are terrified that we are inadequate and that is what perfection is shielding us from. It's shielding us from our fear of inadequacy. It's shielding us from our humanness because we are terrified of being fully human and having imperfections so it's our resistance to feeling our emotions to facing our fears that's holding us back from creating the peace we so desire the best advice that a coach gave me was go towards the fear whatever scares you Move towards that, not away from it. That was the best advice I have ever gotten because I lived my life in fear for all uh, since I can remember. And that practice of going towards the fear opened possibility for me. It opened me up for possibilities. I, it was a very limiting belief to think I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do all these things because it didn't feel good. I didn't want to feel fear. So when we resist what we fear, the fear grows bigger. And that's why there's so much anxiety. In our culture today, because we refuse to look at the source of the of the anxiety. We are more committed to feeling comfortable and emotionally safe. So we just try to get rid of it. And the result is it continues to grow. And I have a lot of years living with anxiety. And anxiety was really just my normal state. I didn't identify with having anxiety. I wasn't aware that I even had anxiety or that I was experiencing anxiety because, again, it was just a normal state of being for me. I didn't know anything else. That's how I had felt since I can remember. But what happened when I started doing things that I feared? I feared them and and did them anyway, you know. And these, or just things like being seen, being heard, showing up authentically, having an opinion, and sharing that opinion. And daring to have my own ideas. I mean, these aren't life-shattering things. But I was terrified of them. Terrified of what other people were going to think. So, walking my way, little by little, through fear, the anxiety started to loosen. And little by little... Me putting more weight on what I thought about me rather than than so much on what other people thought of me. And it wasn't that I didn't care. It was that I just refocused my attention on what I thought of me and then started working on that relationship. And... I started to have moments of peace, inner peace. And the significance about that, even though they were just moments, I now had contrast. I now was experiencing in in just small moments at first, the opposite of anxiety. And so now I realized, oh, I feel this other way most of the time, and I came to understand that I lived in a state of anxiety most of the time. So instead of getting, trying to get rid of the anxiety or avoiding feeling, I did things to help me experience that peaceful state more often. And it just happened it just so happened that those things that I was doing to to experience more peace in my life also tamed the anxiety. So I still experience anxiety. It's not that like like it went away and And I do remember um, at one point, I remember waking up in a peaceful state. And it must have been like the first time ever or the first time that I remember ever waking up in a a peaceful state. And I thought, wow, you know, my anxiety is is, is gone. I don't feel that anxiety anymore. It's like gone. And it wasn't gone. But again, I was starting to experience these times of feeling peaceful, which that's the beauty of contrast, that I've, I was feeling something other than anxiety. And so now I was able to become aware of the anxiety and actually of what I wanted more of. I wanted more of the peaceful. Um, so I started doing things that... It brought me more peace, um, and like I said, I still I still experience anxiety. I, I experience anxiety. I experience peace. I experience frustration, happiness, anger. I everything. That is being human. That is being human when we experience it at, at all, and that is beautiful. And what's beautiful is the feelings don't control me any longer, right? We work together, me and my feelings. And I do experience moving through chaos with all, without all that drama, much of the time. I mean, drama is a part of the human experience and I do experience drama, but here's the deal. I no longer am controlled by the drama. Instead, I have a relationship with whatever is going on inside of me. And that is what beautiful behavior is all about. It's all about relationship, not control. So back to how do we create more inner peace. So number one, look at your excuses as to why you can't create this inner peace. And and a lot of times our excuses are things like, well, I don't have time. I don't have the space. I, um, you know, I have kids. I have people that need me, which Actually, is exactly why this is important. So these excuses are your resistance to what you actually want. You're more committed to these excuses. So... When we can bring awareness around them, when we can, you know, write them down, journal them out, um, look at your excuses, uncover what these excuses are of why you say I can't have this or I don't have this yet in my life. So we say I want peace in my life. Now, what are the excuses as to why we don't have it? And then number two, tell yourself a new story. Excuses are just stories and beliefs that we tell ourselves over and over to feel emotionally safe. And these are stories, when, when we are just about to make a change, these stories will come flooding in because our brain is set up to run on patterns. And when you start to, you're going to do something to change the pattern, your brain goes, whoa, 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 this is not the pattern. We need to go back to the pattern. So we need to put awareness around that um, and just notice. Notice the stories and the excuses that start coming up. And then tell yourself a new story. Like, I can create the time. You know, we, we tell ourselves we cannot, but we can create the time. We have 24 hours in a day. All of us have 24 hours in a day. It's how we choose to spend it. A new story could be, I am worthy of taking up this time. I am worthy of spending time on me. I am worthy of creating space for me. So create a new story. Number three, be willing to feel discomfort. So we are very, very, very committed to staying comfortable, which means staying in our regular patterns, even if they no longer serve us. So we need to be willing To feel discomfort. And for myself, somebody who um, had perfectionist tendencies, perfectionism is all about staying comfortable. And so getting uncomfortable was very, very well. Uncomfortable. And it took practice to allow myself, to give myself permission to get uncomfortable, little by little. And just allowing yourself to have this time is uncomfortable, right? Because then here comes the guilt. Doing something for myself, taking up time and space. How dare I? Um so start a practice of allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable all right number four start a practice whether that is journaling you can do journaling um some people do morning pages you know set a timer for five minutes in the morning when they get up and just put your thoughts down um there's a five minute journal that uh some people have and i think if you google five minute journal it'll bring 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 that up so you could start a journaling practice or um, maybe you want to start a deep breathing practice um to create more inner peace Um, and so you could take a small step and and commit to a minimum of minutes um to do deep breathing once a day, whether you can start with one minute or five minutes, you know, it it doesn't need to be a big step. In fact, it's better if it's a small step. Um, Or another practice you might be more interested in is meditation. Maybe you want to do a guided meditation. There are tons of um, guided meditations on YouTube, or there are apps also um, for guided meditations um and you know there are meditations that you know it can be done 2 minutes to whatever 30 minutes so start small do a 2 minute meditation um or maybe it's starting uh to learn more about mindfulness or to learn more about self development maybe it's taking 5 minutes a day to read um, in a about mindfulness or self development, maybe it's um, committing to reading two pages a day. Whatever that is, do something. Create a practice, and a practice is something you do over and over again. It's not a one and done. It's done consistently over time. So do something, and nothing is too small. There is no step that is too small. Let me repeat that. There is no step too small. It's the consistency that creates the shift. Consistent small actions is where the shift occurs. So the smaller it is, the more likely it will be you'll be able to be consistent with it. The bigger it is, the more likely you're going to sabotage it because that's in that all-or-nothing perfectionist thinking. So small steps. And that might even be where your discomfort comes in. Like, oh my gosh, this is too small of a step. It's too easy. This can't be, you know, helpful. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable with a small step. It's small steps over time. So those are four simple steps to creating more peace in your life. Now, implementing them is not easy. I didn't say it was easy, but they are simple steps that don't take much time. So you can do this if you are willing. You can do this. I believe in you. Change is possible for you. So make a new choice and take one new action. And let me know how it's going. You can find me on Instagram at sorensen.bb You can find me on Facebook at Diane Sorenson. Uh, you can email me through my website at dianesorenson.net. So. And, and you can sign up for the book study if you have not already. It's not too late. Starts tonight. Okay, everybody. Have a great week. Hope to see you at the book study. And otherwise, I will meet you back here again next week. So long. Thank you for tuning in to the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show or previous shows, I would so appreciate you subscribing and leaving a review. I am so grateful for all of you listeners who are joining me here for these conversations because I believe it's through these type of conversations that we start to shift the paradigm, creating a more loving and compassionate world. I hope you will join me here each week as we discover new ways to show up in our lives and create a bigger impact. And if you are ready to take this to the next level, head on over to my website at diane.sorensen.net. Again, that's dot net. Get on my calendar and see how you can be supported and if we're a good fit so that you can get out of survival and into thrival. Change is possible and I've got you.